0: Welcome to The Road to Rural Prosperity, featuring stories about rural Oklahoma and rural America. Guiding us on the journey today is our host, Ron Hayes. Thanks, Billy, and welcome to another edition of The Road to Rural Prosperity. Got a really special guest for you today as we focus in on Davis, Oklahoma, the home of Bob Drake previous president of the Oklahoma Cattlemen's Association and the National Cattlemen's Association. Quite a statesman when it comes to the world of agriculture, both in the cattle organizations of our country and uh, in the state, as well as Farm Bureau. We're back with Bob to talk about uh, his career in agriculture, his interest in politics, and the world of beef cattle production. Bob Drake joins us here in just a few moments. Do you know where you are with your money? Your farm business, or is it just running out every month? It's more crucial now than any time with rising interest, drought, and rising input cost. You want to know where your money's really going every month? Want to make tax time so much easier? Well, Farm Data Services is a management accounting company that helps farmers, ranchers, and small business owners with accounting needs, FSA programs, and business accounting. Let Farm Data Services work for you. Check them out at farmdataservices.com or 800-579-8164. We're talking today with Bob Drake, past president, of course, Oklahoma Cattlemen Association, a past president of the National Cattlemen's Association. In fact, Bob, you know, it's easy to remember uh, where you were in that chain because you were the last president of NCA. That's correct. In another Oklahoma,
1: Ray Finney was the last chairman uh, or last president of the OLA NCA. So the last uh, couple of presidents, well, we've had one Oklahoma since then, but the last couple of presidents... uh, kind of closed the chapter and uh okay. and i do miss it i loved every minute of it it was a challenging time but it was uh fun and it looks to me like it's worked out well and
0: and uh, I, I wish the best for everybody tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about your history in the cattle business what what how did you get started as a cattle producer well it wasn't intentional my father
1: passed away uh, at, uh after i came out of the service And I was going to law school and uh, had a sudden illness and didn't last but a couple of months and so everything changed. My degree work was at OU, my degree work was in business management, finance, insurance, and my uh, path was uh, evidently in law or was gonna be. Well when dad passed away uh, he had a pretty nice operation and uh, My brother and myself and my mother became partners with a very unforgiving partner, uh, one that no one wants to deal with, and the name of that is
0: IRS.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I I say that because if anyone's listening and they haven't done their estate work, get an expert to do it for you. Don't try to think you can do it yourself. Mm -hmm. There's too much to worry with, but get it done. Even if if you're young and you've got children, you think, well, I don't need to. You do need to and every dime you spend on that will come back to you in spades so uh and then once we once that i started into this we went to noble foundation because i knew nothing about it my brother was younger than me and noble foundation was the lifesaver for us 1965 we put our operation uh, in their hands and they were just they were wonderful for us and uh I won't uh, deny that a, a tractor was not my forte and working cattle if there was if there was a an animal in the lot and I started to work in cattle he'd come over and kick me. And of course a lot of people can understand that. And so and then I became uh well I started getting involved more with the Farm Bureau and then the Oklahoma Cattlemen. And uh that was the parts that I enjoyed the most. I enjoyed the the people and the and and uh, Uh, I'd worked hard but the enjoyment was uh, the organizations and the people mainly the people the Fork of the Creek people and uh, so from there while we just evolved and uh, taught my brother ended up as president of the American Angus Association and I ended up as president of the National Catalan Association and uh, so both of us had the opportunities to to serve the industry in different ways
0: and uh, it's been very enjoyable. Now, the two groups that you got involved with, yeah, I know one of the things, you like the people, but you also love the politics. Oh, love the politics.
1: Uh, it, was a, it, was, it was a lot easier when I was, uh, when I was younger. Uh, we, we had a lot of rural uh, chairmen in the Senate and the House, and term limits took care of that. Uh, one of the few times, well, I've been, this happened more than once, but one of the few times I was booed is when I was opposed to term limits and uh, for justifiable reasons because it was our forte. What we had, I don't use that word, what we had was longevity and seniority and uh, we were very fortunate but uh, in in 12 years it doesn't work out that way Mm -hmm. but uh, loved Oklahoma politics. Now national politics was different but uh, loved every minute of that, both the Democrats and the Republicans. It was a it would be a little more difficult today because we didn't have near the divides in the 90s and all through the, the 2000s up to 2020 when uh, the COVID hit uh, and then pretty much shut down. But uh, it, it, it's wonderful to work with, uh, with, with all the people. One of my favorite persons couldn't agree with me, and I didn't agree with him, was Senator, uh, helped me out, Dr. No.
0: Oh, Dr. Colbert. Oh, sure. Uh,
1: if when you get 84, things happen. Dr. Coburn, uh, you never called him senator. You called him Dr. Coburn. We could meet and have the best visits. Didn't hardly agree on anything, but he would always listen, and he would <laughs> impart his wisdom. And, uh, and those days are, seem to be past. We
0: don't have that so much anymore, so I did enjoy it. I guess the, uh, the Democrats of those early years that you were back in the 60s and 70s, that was a different animal than today. Oh, no comparison. Goodness gracious. I mean, they were conservative.
1: They were uh, – there's no comparison between any of the politics today and, and then. But the Democrats uh, that I dealt with and all the chairmanships, and there was a lot of chairmanships. Now, granted, it was a one-party state, and uh, and that was Democrats. And my my area was 86 percent Democrat, and still about 80. They don't vote that way, but there's 80. But now it's reversed, has been for a number of years, and you've uh, got uh, more, well, nearly all Republicans in the, in the Congress are in the House and Senate. And uh, so there is a difference, but uh, it, it isn't a question of whether it's Democrat or Republican. It's more a question of urban rule. Mm-hmm. And when I say rule, I'm speaking of rural and agriculture, because to me they, they go along together. And uh, we have to continue to... Uh, Impress on our urban friends who definitely are in the majority of how important that, uh, that it is in the rural areas and what we mean to the state and how we make life better. A lot of people from the urban areas when they move to our area and it's beautiful down there Uh, find that they really loved it. Now, maybe we don't have every amenity that they have in Oklahoma City and Tulsa, but we have – in Davis, Oklahoma, I can be in Dallas at the airport in two hours, in Oklahoma City an hour and ten minutes. So it's not an all-bad place to live. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's talk a little bit about – uh, your your involvement with Oklahoma Cattlemen's Association. Uh, what got you know? You said that's one of the groups that you chose early on to be you know affiliate with and be involved with. T- tell me about uh, some of those memories you have of of being uh, uh, going you know making your way up and becoming a leader of the group. 1964, Burke and Skip Healy, uh, who were very
1: close friends, wanted Tom and I to come up to an Oklahoma Cattlemen's convention, and we did. And we, we joined immediately at their, at their request. And that's a long time ago. And uh, uh, Tom Drake was asked by Creed Speaks in the early mid-'70s, early-'70s, to um, be a, a director. And Tom, at that time, was working American Angus. So he said, well, Bob would do it. Well, Bob didn't mind coming in second. And the deal I made with uh, Creed Speaks was that I will do anything that you ask me to do, if you will stay with me, if I decide to move on up because that's what I intended to do. And I said, but stay with me. And I said, sometimes it's going to be rough to stay with me, and sometimes it was, and I know that. But uh, Creed did. He, he, He was always there for me. He was a mentor and an unbelievably wonderful individual. And then, it, it, uh, as vice president, as, as a vice president, at that time we went in different parts of the state, South Central. Kind of their turn came up, and Creed supported me and asked me to do it. And once again, I reiterated what I said because I planned to move up, and he again stayed with me. So it was uh, it was just kind of a labor of love. And uh, as president, as president-elect and president. There's a there's a lot of responsibility, and you, you have to understand that these guys don't have a lot of free time. And so when they give this time, uh, they're taking it away from their their operations. Mm-hmm. But uh, I loved every minute of it. And then I had the opportunity to move up as a vice chairman of the Ag Committee and the NCA. And the dairy thing came up, which was a very hot issue, if you recall. And from the dairy thing the dairy bills and the buyouts uh, I, I've i had the opportunity to speak a lot on the floor of the of the conventions NCA conventions and uh, uh, made a name and so <laughs> came time and I could run while well, I did uh, have the opportunity to run and, and and had the opportunity to serve and then of course our my year the entire year was spent on the merger and uh, which was at uh, difficult at times.
0: Yeah, t- t- kind of walk us through that merger. There's uh, a lot of folks. You know, you got a lot of people in the cattle business really don't have really much of a clue about that. Well, the merger
1: started with the uh, NCA, and uh, primarily Roger Stuber from North Dakota, and uh, uh, it, it, it the convention approved it. And the NCA and the BIC of the meat board and uh, the meat board itself and and the checkoff. And there was four of us with a deal made that if anyone had to back out because of the law or because of whatever, that we would dissolve. Well, the meat board backed out within 45 days of that time and nothing happened. And then the BIC backed out uh, uh, several months later. Said not not BIC, excuse me, is Beef Board. Uh, They said they couldn't do it, which I didn't think they could do from the beginning because of the way it's structured. There was not enough firewall, so it ended up, and that's where the name came in. It ended up NCA and the Beef Industry Council, and uh, the it had to have a two-thirds vote. And I remember a dear friend of mine that i could have shot at the time paul hitch got up in the convention and said laws and the regulations are made by the people who show up well i didn't as president i didn't have the two thirds uh they wasn't there and so uh, i thought oh my goodness paul anyway we did get the two thirds barely but we got it and uh,
0: from nca itself,
1: from, from NCA itself. Mm-hmm. bic had already approved it again barely uh, in fact, one vote at one time. So it, it was a it was there was a lot of contentiousness because you have different organizations, <clears throat> and today you still have the different organizations, uh, and the only two that really are together is the beef industry council and the old NCA, the producers. So the firewall has to be, uh, since you've, you're dealing with the checkoff money council, and and the uh, uh, producer money. It has to be uh, uh, distinctive firewalls. We've been sued and uh, barely made it out of a one lawsuit. Uh, we need desperately to increase the checkoff. The dollar of about 1987, and that's when this was passed, and the dollar was worth a dollar. Today, that same dollar is worth 35 cents. And uh, producers seem to not understand that for every dollar they spend they get 11 12 14 up different times at different rates but let's just use the word 11 because that's where it was for years so I don't know of anywhere you could get a better return than 11 to 1 but explaining that particularly to small producers that they're, they're, they're having to give that uh, dollar head up has been very difficult we turned it down in Oklahoma and uh it, it'll be difficult to do, but it it needs to be done desperately needs to be done and uh and the only one that can do it the b i c can't do it right. and the or b, uh, councils can't do it and c b b can't do it they can't fund it it has to be done by the producer side of the equation the old n c a side and uh uh the majority of the producers that i deal with are for an increase but that's the people that understand how important it is and that's not the people that vote so uh, we need we desperately
0: need that dollar increase to two dollars and, and let's let's just kind of for for my, for the sake of 2023 name, nomenclature and names and everything, the O B I C is the Federation of State Beef Councils today. That's correct.
1: Yes, it always has been that Federation Beef Councils, right. and that, their headquarters in in Chicago, and with kitchens and all that, they, they really had quite a setup. But uh, uh, and so and again, the B part of it uh, is the Beef Council. And although you think it's beef, but it was the beef council, and uh, or at least the way we set it up. Uh, yeah but and and it's very distinctive. Uh, the dollar goes half to the cattleman's beef board and half to the councils and uh, it, it's it's hard to do with thirty five cents what you did with the dollar.
0: We're talking with Bob Drake past president of nca noca and uh uh quite a player within oklahoma farm bureau down through the years as well if uh that that was another one of those you got got to play a a lot of politics within uh uh, the farm bureau structure
1: i had the opportunity i was on the board for 10 years and had the opportunity to be vice president uh i think that's four or five of those 10 years and uh it was a both of the organizations were wonderful they they work together. They are very different, and uh, but but they work together very closely and continue to do so. We're so fortunate to have as the uh, the representatives of our uh, agriculture all three, the farmers' union also, or AF whatever it is, AFR now, but uh, and uh, and Farm Bureau and uh, Oklahoma Cattlemen's, and and uh, and it takes a lot more work than it used to because you have new people always new people yeah. and before you kind of knew who you were talking to because they'd been there a long time well that isn't true any longer so every year you have a tremendous turnover either dropping out or coming in so our our lobbyists today and the people that work for us today have a much harder job than we did uh, 30 years ago before the uh, term limits came in
0: right
1: and uh, which it's been very difficult to swallow. It finally dawned on agriculture and rural what we did.
0: Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> so let's let's maybe circle back around as we wrap up. Uh, you know, you've you've mentioned some legendary names in the cattle cattle business. Uh, uh, maybe you know, give me a story or two about some of these guys. Uh, maybe uh, one one you guy you mentioned was Paul Hitch. Paul was an interesting, interesting guy,
1: and uh, brilliant. Paul was absolutely brilliant. And he unfortunately passed away early with throat cancer. And uh, he was the, uh, he would have been the next president of, uh, of National Cattlemen's Beef Association. And uh, when he passed away, why, it, everything kind of changed. So I did, Creed Speaks, who I've already named, was a, a mentor, uh, unbelievable fighter pilot in World War II and Korea, uh, lived to be, I guess about 93 or four or something like that, and was working cattle at 85 when he got crippled up again. That didn't bother him. Served on a bank board with me until the end, until he uh, passed away. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we go back to the, the, the old sage, Frederick Drummond, mm-hmm. who's made a, uh, a great difference. And, um, of course, the entire Drummond family has done that. And by the way, Ford Drummond will be the new president-elect of the Cattlemen's Association. It will be announced uh, today, or it has been, and uh, that's Frederick's son. So you had so many people from the Osage that uh, that uh, uh, made this uh, Cattlemen's Association at the very beginning. You had Burke Healy in South Central Oklahoma, who was probably the, uh, by far and away the most intelligent person I ever dealt with. He, he everyone thought he had a doctorate he he had a bachelor's, but he he was the father of of the e p d s and and those i remember the computer room was about a twenty by twenty uh room with these huge computers that at one time fed by the paper thing and had uh, had two systems for air conditioning and heating uh well air conditioning mostly and uh, but Burke was a master at those things. And the Healy family has been very important to the cattle industry, not so much as OCA as for the entire cattle industry of the world. And, uh, and I say that with all due respect. And uh, so many of the people – I remember the old Turner Ranch, Governor Turner. Now, when I say that, most people don't have any idea who I'm talking about, any of these, by the way. But Governor Turner was back in the 50s mm-hmm. and uh, the heart of Hereford Heaven, which was in my area, for Oklahoma, davis software and so forth uh but we we've just had uh so many people and i don't want to leave out any but well i'd have to leave out a lot but but we've had a lot of mentors in this business uh it's uh it's sad so many of them uh have gone and uh we it, it and we had some true characters of course there's a couple that say that that bob drake was a true character and uh <laughs> And I know I could anger people pretty well. Uh, But uh, in my mind, I always did what I thought was the best for the cattle industry. Now maybe you didn't agree with me, but that's what I thought and still kind of do. But uh, the cattle industry is so important to me, to my family, to Oklahoma, and to the world. And uh, to be a a small part of it has been very gratifying and I, I all these years i've appreciated the interviews i've done with you and we've done a lot of them sometimes <laughs> sometimes in hostile territory but it's been a great uh, uh a great friendship and uh i've i enjoy your morning i've told you if i don't get your your deal by six o'clock i wonder about you because i look forward to it about five fifteen every morning five days a week and that's a fact. Uh, and I just appreciate all you've done for all these years for agriculture. I think it's uh, uh, been remarkable, and uh, and you you've been remarkable to deal with.
0: You're uh, obviously still engaged. You know, you, a, lot, a lot of people would have just you know yeah. gone and played golf or something like that uh, on, on a regular basis, and not paid attention. But you've you've stayed engaged in a lot of the policy things and conversations. What do you, what's ahead? In other words, what what's the what do you see as future for our cattle producers, for OCA, for Farm Bureau here in the state of Oklahoma?
1: Well, the same thing I saw many years ago. We have to stay involved. People have to. At one time, I remember particularly with Farm Bureau, politics was a dirty word. But politics makes the world go round, and if you don't, if you don't say your piece present your case and somebody will present it for you. So I see that the importance has gotten bigger, not less in terms of politics. Uh, I would like to see more young people. And when I say young people, I'm talking about thirties and forties. I'm not talking about twenties, them too, but I'm talking about thirties and forties and fifties. And at, at my age, that's young, but I'm talking about them being involved and, uh, Maybe you haven't been involved in your 20s, maybe even 30s. But you can be involved in your 40s and 50s because by then, if you haven't seen how important it is, then you're missing out on something. So I look on it uh, right now. Of course, the prices are high, and uh, everyone's a lot happier. And we've got water, at least most of the state, nearly all the states. has got water, and uh, we've got grass and hay that we didn't have a year ago. So things are looking are pretty good but think about what we've got on the horizon that we've got to be a part of uh, meat from dishes meat from plants and uh, uh, I can't even imagine I've never eaten one of them by the way and I don't care what anybody thinks about that but if I'm going to eat a steak it's going to be from a, a, a bovine animal a walking, a walking squealing mooing animal it ain't going to be from the other two and uh, uh, if I'm going to eat anything, it's going to be real. So, but it, that's that's quite a challenge because not everyone agrees with that. Yeah. But um, you know, and you know, finally, <clears throat> I loved uh, Senator Jimmanhof. But we might have written that book, "The Great Hoax." We might be into climate change. We may
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> some of us may have to agree that we've got a booger by the tail and it's leading us and we ain't leading in. So maybe it's time to make some changes. But we're off the subject, but unless China and India make changes, for us to destroy our our system of government, our way of life would be extremely foolish in my opinion. But we do have to admit with everything that's going on today that uh, my friend, the senator and I might have been wrong (laughs) <laughs> we, we, we could be in some real situations.
0: One <laughs> of the legends when it comes to the cattle industry, not just in the state of Oklahoma, but nationally as well. Former National Cattleman Leader and Oklahoma Cattle Leader Bob Drake out of Davis, Oklahoma. He continues active even today involved with the cattle business, active on the past President's Council of OCA. Well, that's all of our time for you today. Thank you so much for joining us today here on The Road to Rural Prosperity. We'll see you down the road real soon. I'm Ron Hayes.